Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like. You're good to go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is blitzed. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. And uh, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. It's our last hour of the week. Really glad to hear that song kick it off. Aaron will be here, of course. P. Crate tomorrow. He'll be great. Uh, you'll have uh, Moneyline Guys on Thursday, and you'll have Freddie D. on Friday filling in. Let's take a little time off here. And uh, tonight at 7, you'll have Soccer Matters. A couple of uh, follow-up things from the uh, text lines. I'm a Cowboys fan on the wait list, but only to upsell the tickets to Texans fan. Easy money. I don't know about that upselling them to other teams fans is your easy money that's the one thing we didn't get into with jerome is that yeah even if texans fan doesn't show up colts fan will buy the tickets titans fan will buy the tickets jaguars fans won't because there's only me but uh, i mean we see this all the time it's always packed with the other team that's what that's what's going to be embarrassing for them is when you see Twice as many fans from the and, and guess what? I'm told there was a lot of that last year with the limited seating. Wait till it's a full stadium. So, um, so all this quarterback speculation. I mean, Mel Kuyper in 2010 said Jimmy Clausen would be an all time quarterback or he would quit, which never happens. So, who knows? Give the kid a chance. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, uh, the worst that could happen is they suck and then they draft a quarterback next year with their first pick. And this draft, they they basically just punted on a year of drafting that's the worst that could happen well and then also that guy next year could suck or he could be really good and then start sexually assaulting masseuses that could happen too and that would be bad there's plenty of bad stuff that could happen i actually like davis mills i i just think it's a dumb pick for the texans that's all yeah i the uh Man, somebody said, well, Russell Wilson was a third-round pick, and you liked him. Yeah, Russell Wilson was really established, man. He'd, he'd start at two schools, and I loved Russell Wilson. And as the third-round pick, I loved him even more. You know what? Guess how many of those guys pan out? Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. How many of those sixth-round picks pan out? That's it. Tom's the one. That's why people say, oh, well, he got drafted in the sixth round. Maybe he'll be the next Tom Brady. You know how many th- next Tom Brady's there been? <laughs> Kyle you know, Trask. You know how many? Ne- yeah, but Kyle <laughs> Trask was a third, an early third round pick. Yeah, but he's the next or second Brady. round pick. He's excuse take me. His job. Uh, Didn't the Seahawks also have like almost a full team built when they drafted Russell yeah, Wilson? Yeah, a good team. I mean, they had a damn good defense. Already. But they'd also just taken. Uh, they they just gotten uh, Matt Flynn. Like they just traded for Matt Flynn. Yeah, that was supposed out. to be the guy. I but, mean, had the Jaguars taken uh, Russell Wilson? Do you think he would have turned out the same way? Yeah, I do. I, I thought the guy was going to be a good player from the beginning. and I don't think he would have won a Super Bowl by now. No, but I, I think he landed in a perfect spot. But, uh, you, you know what? But that, that's what it takes. The, the year that uh, Blake Bortles got him the AFC Championship game, you can't tell me Russell Wilson might not have beat the Patriots. He might have. So, yeah, I, I was always high on Russell Wilson. But guess what? You know how many others have worked out? A, lo- a lot more bust than work out. I mean, and you can say that about every draft pick. You can say, "Well, what if what if he ends up being the next this guy?" Well, sure. That, I mean, but you always pick the outliers, guys. Nobody ever looks at the reality of, you know, this is this is what almost always happens. 
So, and, and you know what? I'm not giving the guy a chance because he got drafted by a buffoon. And a snake, a buffoon, and an idiot cow. That, that's who's running this team. And, and I, I have given this team the benefit of the doubt for I don't know how many years. And you can vouch for this. I've always tried. I've always tried. Okay, maybe this works out because maybe they're doing this right. No more until they actually show me that they're not a bunch of idiots and that they actually know what they're doing and that they can put together a team that doesn't suck. No, they have to prove it to me now. That's where I am. Prove it to me. Don't sit here and act like I'm not going to sit here and go. Oh well, this might work out. Give the kid a chance. Give Nick Casario a chance. Hell no. Here's prove a, it. Here's a few other uh, third round quarterbacks. Joe yeah. Montana was a third-round quarterback. We have a totally different era. What about Garrett Grayson from Colorado State? I'm going to go with fail. Are you kidding me? He got drafted by the Saints, by the QB whisperer. What about Sean Mannion from Oregon State? Uh, he actually played for somebody, right. briefly. But what if he's what if, what if if Davis Mills is the next Sean Mannion? You'll feel like a real idiot, won't you? Mm-hmm. Because that's what, you know, that's what he could end up being, right? Yeah. Um, what if he is... The next Mike Glennon. How would you feel about that? That's pretty good backup. Okay. He's been a pretty good backup for a while. Yeah. So you'd feel great, right? I'd feel okay. Yeah. So, yeah, for every Russell Wilson, there's what third round picks are supposed to be. And by the way, Mike Glennon's not a good backup. Mike Glennon sucks. He's a backup, but he sucks. He's, he started, he won some games with the Bucks. He, he's, he's, he's fine as a backup. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be Nick Foles. Okay. Wasn't Nick Foles a second round pick? Third rounder. Okay, I take that. Yeah, you although, take- but what do you what do you really not need right now if you're the Texans? Nick Foles. Yeah. Okay. It does you There's no two. good? There's two. Um, let's see. 2012. Who were some some third rounders then that have uh, really? Ma- oh, there's no third rounders in 2012. Well, that ruins the game because now I got to go back a whole another year. Um, that's a, that's a shame. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, let's see. Third round quarter. Ooh, Colt McCoy. What if he's Colt McCoy? Boy, that would that. You know what? That would be about as good as you could ask for. <laughs> I, I mean, really? Well, when, I mean, wouldn't you take Colt McCoy? So he's somewhere between Russell Wilson and Garrett Grayson, is what we're saying. I think Colt McCoy, like Nick Foles. If you get Nick Foles out of him, you're probably happy. You're thrilled. You're not getting Russell Wilson. He's not as good as Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. Now Russell Wilson's one of the three best in the league. I'm waiting. Wow. Well, I've, I've, that's kind of all of them, at least of, of recent. If you, we go back further, oh, well, if we go back further than Colt McCoy, you're getting to like Kevin O'Connell. Do you want to mm. go that far no, back? No, I don't want to. You know, he's dead now. We've we had we, enough. We, anybody who's already dead. We've had enough. So I have, uh, I have the uh, biggest steals in the draft. Okay. I want, I want to see what you think. Uh, they have Rashad Bateman to the Ravens. Number 27 overall as a steal. Listen, I'm not crazy about the pick. Uh, he's He doesn't seem like a Raven to me. Yeah. Like, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm no draft expert. I didn't like the pick. I, I don't like the player. I'm not calling him a steal. I, no. I, I, if anything, I, I, I think there's a good chance that doesn't work out. Uh, here's one I, I agree with. Elijah Moore to the Jets, second round. I think that was a steal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think we both agree on this one. Patriots getting Christian Barmore in the third, yes. the thirtieth pick, um, and, and 
And I, all right, uh, here's another thing. Here's another reason why I'm, I'm like, very skeptical of the Texans. This was not a Patriots-like draft. Uh, they went and got some players that I, I think are going to help them a lot. What's missing from the Patriots draft room? Nick? I, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> or Jack. Uh, well, God, and, I, and you know what? This is another thing that annoys the crap out of me about Casario. He, he always mentions that Jack is not involved. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Clown Snake is not involved in personnel. Did you see the picture of them high-fiving each other after a yeah. draft pick? Shout out to the fish. So, <laughs> you sure he's not involved in personnel? You're not, you're not going to just lie to me there? I, I, what, you're going to high-five? Oh, you got this guy. Great. Good job, Nick. From the clown snake. Um, so, yeah, Christian Barmore, great pick. How about uh, Trevon Morg, the safety from TCU to the I Raiders? thought he was a, uh, a nice pickup. I, I think uh, Rondell Moore to the Cardinals at 49. Yeah, I like Rondell Moore. Very undersized. Uh, like I, I think the Cardinals drafted a guy that they already have multiples of. Yeah, which but, was odd to but me. You, but you just you just purge those guys, right? I mean, that's yeah. You're not looking at these as a top guy. So, uh, Giants linebacker Aziz Ojalari from Georgia. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, Browns getting the Notre Dame lining linebacker. Who's yes. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. yeah, I agree with this. Panthers getting Terrace Marshall. Agreed. If he's healthy. Yeah. Well. I mean, that's why he went number 59. Yes. You have to gamble a little bit there. Uh, Patriots getting Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma in the third round. I, I was surprised that Ronnie Perkins lasted as long as he did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that one was good, too. Patriots had a good draft. They did. And what, what they If did Mac the Jones works out, they had a great draft. Yeah. And that I'm not going to be surprised if they're back in the, in the mix for at least a playoff berth, berth this year if Mac Jones can play. Uh, Elijah Molden from Washington. We talked about. I like that guy from the tight for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Michael Carter, fourth round of the Jets. Um, the running back Michael Carter, yeah, not the other Michael Carter. Yeah, they I like I like running back Michael Carter. Okay. Uh, Cowboys getting Jabril Cox in the fourth round. Jabril who? Uh, I didn't hear you. Penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I I thought he was a solid pick. I don't know that I'd call him a steal, but. Well, here's one I agree with because he should have gone in the third round. Eagles getting Kenneth Gainwell in the fifth. I'm I'm big on that pick. Yeah, I'm big on that pick. You should you thought he should have went in what round? Third. Okay. Yeah. So getting him in the fifth is really good, and that's where most people had him. Um, Broncos getting Jamar Johnson in the fifth round. Uh, okay. Up dash did uh, Alex oh. Bregman just sends one yard. Al Bregman. Your favorite guy. That's and right. it's one nil Astros. Why couldn't he do that with a runner on base? Oh, uh, because Tuve grounded out, or uh. Tuve popped out, and then uh, Brantley grounded out. All right. Well, that's all right. You'll, you'll take the one run. Uh, and the Chiefs getting Trey Smith from Tennessee in the sixth round. I, I'm not as high on him, but, you know, it, it's a guard. It's hard to tell. Yeah. All right. I bet he has glorious hair, though. And if he does, he got it from Dr. Linville. And, guys, you've been hearing me talk about Dr. Linville for a while now. And if you're going bald and if, or if you're thinning up there and you want to do something about it, listen, you don't have to go to any of these gimmick things. You don't have to get hair plugs. You can have your own hair and look great. And what he does is the neograft procedure. He takes, uh, he'll take hair from the back of your head where it's always going to grow. And then he's going to put it where it's missing. And then it grows in and it looks fantastic. 
And uh, the the cool thing about it is it's your own hair. It, it's it's not anything goofy, and it, it'll it'll real. Mine's grown out. Where yeah, I'm going Lebowski with it. At some point I'll get it cut, but I love it. I have long hair again for the first time since I was a kid. Go to nine seven five hair dot com. Set up your virtual consultation uh, or, or your real consultation. Now he's back to doing those, and it's free. He just wants to help people like you, like me, and even himself. He had it done as well. His hair looks fantastic. Get your free consultation today. Nine seven five hair.com get your hair back and i'm growing more bitter looking for fresh air when i'm looking out my window i'm hoping the sun appears yeah beautiful 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 day please Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we are back on the Blitz. Let's do a little Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. All right, we've been having some weird things with animals around the world now and, you know, giant things showing up that we didn't expect. Uh, Giant things. uh, Well, this this is a giant thing. Biologists have discovered an extremely rare river monster in the Detroit River. Okay. That they believe has been lurking in the water since 1920. That's even before I was born. Uh, they made the unexpected catch on April 22 while they were conducting a study of the river sturgeon population. It was the biggest fish our team has ever seen. Uh, took all three of them to get it in our boat. It's six feet, 10 inches long, weighed in at 240 pounds. Uh, and, uh, one of the largest sturgeon ever recorded in the United States. Biologists estimated the sturgeon to be a female hatched around 1920. And they measured it, weighed it, and marked it with a tag and stuck it back in the water. I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't know if that's a good idea either. A river monster? Uh, yeah. According to uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, the typical lifespan of a sturgeon is 55 years for males and 80 to 150 years for fem- females. Why do females always get... I don't know. You know but uh, six foot ten, 224-pound fish. Jesus. And they've got kind yeah, of. I'm a, out on that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that nothing good can come of that. They got a picture of a guy laying next to it. I'm pulling it up on mine. Yeah, that's it, it, that's a ridiculous creature. Uh, I don't think that's a fish. I think that's something that. Uh, yeah, see, the Yankees already have the tying run on base now. You guys got too excited too fast. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. that thing is. I mean, I, I don't even. That's not a fish. That's like something bigger than a fish that could eat a human. If it wanted to, that's crazy. I mean, it's uh, see, I'm I'm thinking there's something in the lake. That's why I'm scared of noodling. Like I've seen those guys yeah. noodle for catfish, and then sometimes they'll come out with a fish that's like 200 pounds. Like, what if that fish is it just decides to eat me? I would never noodle. I'm a, I'm not a noodler. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything against it. It's just not for me. I, I, like, I think it, I think it's fun to watch, but it's terrifying. Yeah, I I, I like to fish the old fashioned way. I like to just throw it in. 
I like to fish the even older fashion way and like go to the grocery store and get fish and just eat mm. it. And Grizzle, shout out to the fish, of course. One, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> Nick Willie, one fish, two fish, river monster. Yeah. Oh, uh, Slopez, Deshaun Noodles. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew you guys were going to run with that. Totally cool with it. But yeah. Anyway, that is your Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. I told you guys it was early yet. Nobody listened to me. Everybody was celebrating. And that, that's not a good sign if, if Grinky's going to be balloon ball Grinky. Well, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton hit home runs off a lot of guys. He's, he's yeah, a big, he, strong man who's good at sports games. Yeah, but that, that first hit was pretty well smacked, too. So, anyway. All right, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. So, um, so uh, Marty was uh, thanking me for mentioning Serpent. I, I know you're not going to have time to mess with it. At some point, you need to get on that. I, I've, I've had more than just you recommend it, so I, it is on my list. It is. Uh, it, it definitely is right up your alley. That's all. Uh, Trevor asking, any road shows in Houston coming up anytime soon? Um, not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't think we we have anything planned. So uh, there's not, I'm sure that we'll find something. There's a lot of stuff that I've heard people talk about and it's nothing's come to fruition of yet. So still curtain said Fred jinxed it. I didn't jinx it. I just told you guys it was early yet. (laughs) You said, let's not go bleeping each other's bleeps just yet. It's too early. Yeah. You were right. Jeez. So uh, we'll have Glenn Davis for the last segment so we can talk a little bit about what's coming up on Soccer Matters and uh, maybe he can put some uh, some clarity on the uh, whole Man U thing. So, yeah, I, I told you I was watching this Hangar 1 UFO thing and that it's it's really good science fiction. It The, the way they couch it is like uh, UF, UFO experts bring clarity to no, they don't bring any clarity. It's just, and you know what they called themselves? This is a new thing. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with being an ancient astronaut theorist. I think that's totally cool. <laughs> they call themselves ufologists. Doesn't that sound like a ufologist? Ufologists. I don't like that at all. Doesn't that sound like a doctor you go to who's going to fix your thing? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go name. see the ufologist today. Don't like that name one bit. <laughs> Oh man! I think you're. I don't. I don't like ancient astronaut theorists, but I oh, like that's that a, better. That's a great thing, man. Ancient astronaut theorists because it can be anything. It can be about ancient stuff or astronauts, and I can have a theory about anything. Ufologist is is just you know, so. I think it's a little pretentious. Those of us who are ancient astronaut theorists feel that that's pretentious. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, it's a. Uh, and if you're, you know, if you're into these. Uh, instead of ufologists, they should just call them conspiracy theorists. That's really what they are. Yeah, but I find it. Or it, you can just call them loons. Yeah, I, you know, they, there's a little bit of that. But I, I mean, I find it entertaining television. And you know, there's always a little. There's a few things where you think, okay, I could see that. 
But the only thing about this show is they don't do they don't like even ancient aliens will try to dispute what they're doing a little bit. Say some people say it's this. They don't even do that. It's just like, oh, here's proof of the men in black. Oh, here's proof that there was a government document telling soldiers how to deal with the uh, um, whenever there's a a crash of an alien site. Oh, Hangar 18 has all these aliens. It's 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 the truth. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, we, you're not really giving me any proof. You're giving me this guy says. If I wanted to be this guy says, I could pretty much make up anything. So, uh, but but it is, uh, you know, I, I love that kind of stuff. I find it, I don't want to say comical, but it, it's interesting how you can create a story that anybody will believe. And, you know, it just, it, it usually... With most of most of these conspiracy things, if you buy the premise, everything makes sense. Well, in this case, you have to buy the premise that these guys aren't making anything up, which is insane. Yeah, that Mufon is telling the truth about right. everything, and if you do, it all makes perfect sense. But yeah, it, it's uh, it also just goes to show how easily people can be taken in the wrong direction by buying into stuff, and that uh, it's like that. It reminds me a lot of that QAnon. Uh, documentary I told you about. Which yeah, is another thing that I think you'll find fascinating. I, yeah, I just don't have time. You've got so much time, and eh, not not really. I mean, I just uh, well on the weekends you have time. I don't. That's yeah, the well, because you, you got baseball going on. I yeah, I, I've been just staying home and watching stuff. So still, Curtin asked Fred, do you know what they're building across from Minute Maid where home plate used to be? I do not know. Uh, I haven't really been keeping up with that. I think it was a brewery. Is it? I thought so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. I haven't, I mean, I don't get down there really anymore. I mean, I drive by it every day when I'm dropping the wife off, but I haven't really paid attention. Um, I've got two things I want to go through on the other side of this thing. I've got two things on my list that I wanted to get into today, and we haven't even approached, and we only have one segment left if we're going to have Glenn. No, do you want, do you want to, I don't do know if there's, do you want to stone Glenn? No, no, we'll, we'll do. We'll just do both. Okay, we'll find a way to do both. But we got still got a couple minutes in the segment. Why don't we start on one? Okay, let's start on one. So the NBA, I saw somebody tweet today that they've got to start selecting their NBA, uh, their All NBA team, and he's like, it's going to be a nightmare. And when you really start thinking about it, it is going to be a nightmare, mostly because how many guys have played enough games to be worthy? of being on the all NBA team this year. Like, it, so there's going to be 72 games played this year. Right. What do you feel like is a fair number of games that you should have to have played before you're even in consideration? 60 bare minimum. I, I, I'll go a little lower. I'll say 55 because, uh, because with a shorter season, yeah, I, I mean, an injury is going to be is going to have more of an impact. Uh, I, I'll go fifty five. Well, here's a list of players who are not going to reach the fifty five game minimum. Then, uh, James Harden, bye. Joel Embiid, see ya. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Carl Anthony Towns, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, all guys that you could make a reasonable argument should be all NBA guys. Yeah. None of those guys are going to play 55 games right. this Are year. any of them going to get to 50? Because I think a couple of them I'd make an exception for. Um, if Le- Well, no, LeBron's not going to get to 50. Okay, then I can't do it. Harden's not going to get to 50. Embiid could get to 50 still. Mm. Uh, Kyrie will get to 50. Kawhi will get to 50. 
I don't know if that's enough, but it, at least it's... I mean, that's like, I mean, you're basically missing a quarter... No, yeah, you're missing a third of the season. Yeah, I know. That's a lot, man. So the best I could come up with is Joker, Giannis, Luca, Steph, and then... I don't know if... I mean... I, I, I because you can't. I, I don't want to do a, a, a LeBron or somebody like that, and you need a second forward. Maybe it is Kawhi with forty-seven games. If not, it might have to be like Zion or Julius Randle or someone like that. Like it's a pretty healthy drop off when you take all these guys out of the mix. I feel like the easy ones are Giannis, Joker, Luca, and Steph. Uh, you've got two guards, a center, and a forward. I, I mean, if 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 positions. Didn't matter. I would say Dame Lillard should be the next guy. But I think they still do the two forwards, two guards, and a center. Right. So I, I think that's fascinating, though, that this this season they just – there's not enough guys who should qualify to be on an all-NBA team. Well, you're going to wind up – they'll wind up putting LeBron and those guys on there just because there's not enough. And and they'll, they, they're they going to ignore that and just take names. Did he load the bases? Yeah, he's loaded the bases. Nobody else. Oh, oh there's one out. This is going to be a bad night, isn't it? No one's out. Oh, no one out? No. Base is loaded. I thought they had one out when he... Yeah, look, nope. there, there's a one there. That's the, that's that's the, the inning. Oh, the yeah, never mind. Oh, God. That's why you can't watch all the way across the room. Oh. And how many pitches has he thrown? 600. 23. If you throw 23 pitches and you haven't gotten out, I know this as a baseball manager, you go get your guy and you, you live to fight another day. Yeah, that's what I was saying, man. It's like when Moonball Grinky shows up, you can't get anybody out. You, you, you just got a punt on this one. All right, quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97. 5, 9, 2, 5. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Move over your sound. Oh. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. All right, so what was the other one you wanted to get to? The latest odds on uh, win totals in the NFL after the draft. And I wanted to run through the teams and as little thought as possible, I want you to say over or under. Okay. Now, mind you, 17-game season. Right. So these numbers will sound a little different than they normally do. Yeah, which I, I... I guess means a half is what it... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chiefs, 12. Ooh. Uh, uh, I think that's a perfect number. I'll go over, but I don't like it. Well, if you go over, you're paying minus 121. Under's even money. Okay. Uh, Bucks, 11 and a half. I'll go over on that. Minus 125 over. Ravens, 11. I'll go over on that. Minus 125. Okay. Bills, 10 and a half. I'll go 
I'll go over on that one too. Minus one fifty five. Uh, Packers were ten and a half. They are currently off the board. Yeah, at ten and a half. I would go under even with Rodgers. Okay, that gets you. That gets you plus one eighteen on the under there. Okay. Rams ten and a half. I'll go under. I think they're a ten win team. Minus one fifty mm-hmm. on the under. Uh, 49ers ten and a half. Uh, I'm gonna go under. Minus one fifty. You're on the juice of every side. I know. Unfortunately. I, I, I know. I don't. That, this is not good. Colts ten under. Minus one thirty four. Jesus. Browns ten. I'll go over. Minus one ten. Ah! Uh, well, I mean, it was either way. Uh, yeah, minus yeah, yeah, okay. So at least I'm not yeah. giving up too much there. Uh, Cowboys, nine and a half. Under. Minus 134. Of course. Titans, nine and a half. Under. Minus 150. Oh. Seahawks, nine and a half. Over. Minus 139. Ah! Chargers, nine. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think they're going to be better this year. Minus 119. Okay. You've literally hit everyone. I know, I know. And see, now I'm going to start thinking about, okay, which one would be the juice? Okay, Dolphins, nine. Under. Plus 110. Yes! Look at you. Patriots, nine. Under. Plus 110. All right. Saints, nine. Under. Minus 110. Mm. Broncos, nine. Over. Plus 110. See, that's that's where I'm counting on the Rodgers trade. Steelers, eight and a half. Over. Minus 125. Vikings, eight and a half. I'll go under. Plus 127. Cardinals, eight. Over. I think they're a nine-win team. Minus 143. Of course. Yeah. Football team, eight. I'll go under. Plus 113. Nice. Panthers, seven and a half. Uh, Over. Plus 118. Okay. Bears, seven and a half. Over. Minus 125. Uh, they actually went from seven to seven and a half, and now you got to pay juice on over seven yeah. and a half. So big, big move for the Bears. Raiders seven. Well, give me the over on that. Minus one ten, of course. Giants seven. Give me the over on that. Minus one twenty five. Uh, Falcons seven. Give me the under. Plus one eighteen. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals six and a half. Uh, boy, that's a good number. I'm going to go under. Minus 110. Ah. Eagles, six and a half. Give me over. Minus 143. Ah. Your beloved Jaguars, six and a half. Going to go under. Minus 134. Ah. Your beloved New York Jets, six and a half. Going to go under. Minus 162. Oof. Yeah, you can't eat that. Lions, Five. God, I can't see them getting five wins. I go under minus one twenty-one. Your Houston Texans four down from four and a half, mind you. That's the perfect number because I, I think they can win four games, especially with the extra one. Um, you know what? I I, I I say they steal one somewhere. Give me the over minus one ten. Oh God. <laughs> Really? But that tells you that under is minus 110 also. So. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that means that's a good number. Yeah. Although, I don't know anybody in their right mind betting the Texans. L- L- Lamont was on here saying they wanted it. Okay. So, what's, uh, all right, without just blasting through them, where do you see some value? Uh, 
I, I think that I think the Giants are better than seven wins. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, I, I, I think if if I mean, it, obviously, it all depends on if Sam Darnold is better than you know what he showed in New York. But I think obviously he's going to be with a better coaching staff. Right. I think that there could be some value there. Um, I think that there may be value on under with the Pats at nine. Yeah, I think it, especially with all the moves they made, I think we're just so used them. to them winning. Yeah, but they'll either have a rookie quarterback or they'll have Cam Newton. Um, I think there might be value with over on the Dolphins at nine. Um, I, I think their team is starting to keep, they're starting to put it together. Now, the one thing I will say is it, it looks like it'll be a full season of Tua. Well, and there will be no and, Ryan and to Fitzpatrick me, yeah, bailout. That's, that's what you're you're betting on there is that Tua is a good player, and I think he will be a good player. But he could also go in there and bomb, and if he does, they ain't getting to nine wins. I think there's some value on the Rams, ten and a half. I think if Matt Stafford gives them the bump that I, I kind of expect them to, then that's that's going to be a uh, that, that could be a pretty good yeah, team. Yeah, I, I I like them. I just don't like that number. But again, I'm I'm looking at it still. It's hard to think of it in seven terms of seventeen games. And I don't like the I I, I wouldn't pay minus one fifty five on the Bills, but over ten and a half seems. Pretty see, safe. I, I could see a little, little regression, but I think the regression's ten wins. Their coaching staff stayed in place, which everyone thought that it was going to be yeah. busted up. So they've got the same coaching staff. Um, another year of experience on Josh Allen. I, I think that they're. I think that's an eleven, twelve win. Team. I think it depends on what the Patriots wind up being and what the Dolphins wind up yeah. being. I mean, I think that that's going to affect that quite a bit. Well, I think Jets under six and a half is. The that's, way to that's go. Safe, yeah. But minus one sixty two. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't lot. take that. I can't take that. No. Hmm. I don't hear. I don't hear Aaron jumping in on any of these. I, the only thing I really would like to do is bet against the Texans, but still at four, I feel like some stupid win will eke out and cost yeah, me money. Yeah. But and you know, already I'm sure you get it. Oh, I'll, I'll bet you the Texans win more than four games. I don't. I don't bet. Never have bet with listeners for but any reason. As you were going, my thought was with you is. The things that I was leaning towards, there's no value on, so it's not worth it. For me. Yeah, and I'm I'm not big on playing totals, uh, just unless I find something really good because I really don't want my money tied up all year. That that that's yeah, and it's the only time I've ever like, really been into that was the year that the Saints won the Super Bowl and I got them at seventeen to one, and that was because I was drunk in Vegas had just won a poker tournament, and you know I was like. And the big thing with the Saints, like, man, they finally have a defensive coordinator. Of course, you know, now he's a, um, you know, bounty gate guy, but whatever. But I thought getting Greg Williams was going to put that team over the top, and it was 17 to 1, and I had a bunch of money, so I bet $1,000 on the Saints to win the Super Bowl at 17 to 1. So that's pretty good. That worked out. I think RJ's got a pretty hefty bet on uh, the Suns to win. Like, they, I think he got. 12 to 1 on the Suns to win their division. Wow. For a grand. Not bad. Yeah. And they're like four games up on the Clippers now. And nice. LeBron is basically sitting out. Like, the Suns are in pretty good shape. I will let you guys make fun of me for this. The day before free agency started, I put a very small bet on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl at plus 3,500. Just them being having the third biggest cap and Bill Belichick won. When was this? The day before free agency started this year. So, oh, okay. So, like, and knowing Bill Belichick February. wanted to one up Tom Brady and go, well, 
I could win a Super Bowl without you too. So I just put a very small bet on there, but at plus 3,500, and then it, the day free agency started, it dropped to plus 2,000. Now it's back up to 2,500 after they drafted Jones. Okay. So you've got some value. You can uh, sell that bit. on prop swap. <laughs> I don't know. I'll make a whole 50 cents, maybe. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I, I don't hate that kind of move. Just uh, good luck with that. I don't think it's a slam dunk. However. Oh, I see what you did there. Guys, are you ready for the summer? Your kids are going to be home. They're going to be a pain in the ass. They're going to say, Dad, Dad, can, can we go uh, do this? Can we go do that? Can we go do this? And then they're going to say, Dad, can you give me this video game? Dad, Dad, can I download Snapchat? Dad, Dad, shut up and go outside and play on your new hoop, son. That's what you'll say when you get them a new goal from Pro Dunk Hoops. Uh, go to ProDunkHoops.com. Pick out the perfect goal, uh, or you can just you know give them a call, call the number on the website, and th- they will guide you through the whole process. They'll figure out, okay, do you want one for your home, your driveway, your backyard? Do you want a fully portable version? Uh, they've got them all, and they're all adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with a turn of a handle, so any age can play, which means you can throw any age kid outside and force them to have fun on that new goal. That's the way to do it, Bubba. Uh, again, go to ProDunkHoops.com. Uh, the, the goals are fantastic. There's one at my house. I couldn't have been... I actually got mine put in right before the pandemic. Smartest thing I ever did. ProDunkHoops.com. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And real quick before we get to Glenn Davis, something to follow up on. We wrote, yeah, we, we, were we were kind of talking about like it may the Broncos may be a team that you want to buy now. Because if, if you think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers, and a lot of people do, then... You could have some great value. I did this when I said I thought LeBron would resign with Cleveland. Right. So I took the Cavs, who were thirty to one to win the NBA title, and then like two weeks later they signed LeBron James. Right. And all of a sudden they're four to one or three to one, whatever it was, and I got a thirty to one to the NBA Finals. Lost to the Warriors, but it was there. There's there's something to to this. I think if the and we we talked about this when Chris Beard went to Texas or went to Texas. We talked about they were waiting for the buyout to drop. Right. Well, if, June, June 1st is, is, the, is the date. If yeah. they wait until June 2nd to make this deal, actually June 3rd, waiting till after June 3rd would save the Packers $24 million in cap space in 2021. Yeah. So that's worth the wait. Yeah, well, and that's why you got to – I think you got to make that thing now. All right, let's uh, let's go to our man Glenn Davis, who uh, will be doing Soccer Matters uh, in just a few minutes. And uh, Glenn, what what is going on with these hooligans with uh, Man U? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, this is 16 years of the Glazers who own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, running this team, uh, being very distant owners, uh, not respecting the history, taking a tremendous amount of money out of this club. Uh, it's all come to a head with. Um, 
you know, this uh, Super League that was proposed that was in a lot of ways uh, probably pushed by Manchester United. So, um, you know, this is, this is what happens with the history of teams that are over 100 years old and, and the fans' depth of protecting their history and being gatekeepers of their history. Now, the people that went into the stadium, I don't consider those uh, soccer supporters. Um, they look like a bunch of young kids that were drunk, and, you know, they're going into the hollowed grounds where guys like uh, Eric Cantona played, George Best, uh, Dennis Law, uh, all, I mean, that is a hollowed, sacred piece of ground that, that a bunch of young kids who are drunk should not be in. And actually, it takes away from the actual real protest uh, that was occurring. But it's a lot of pent-up stuff. It's 16 years. Um, I found it pretty interesting that a lot of people have really kind of said uh, it's, it's not that big a deal that these kids went in there. I, I completely disagree. Uh, whoever the people were in there, they should be banned. I think ban them for life. Uh, you better set a precedent or, or it's going to happen again. So do you think that, uh, and, and obviously some of the protesters, are, I would say most of them obviously weren't, weren't doing stuff like that, but do you think they felt empowered because, in essence, supporters are the ones who got that league killed? Um, that may play a little bit into the, the, this. I, I don't think there's any question, but, but this is really around uh, the ownership. Uh, and th- these are owners that have completely dissed the history of this club these are owners in the glazers that have not addressed people uh they don't get out in front they don't talk to them they don't know what their base is about uh you have to remember the deal that went down here and this stuff is fascinating ed woodward who runs manchester united down now he needed to be done in 2021 this guy was with jp morgan he was the guy who sold the idea to the glazer family hey buy manchester united so the Glazers buy Manchester United, and guess who they put in charge to run the club? Guy doesn't really know uh, soccer, Ed Woodward. So he's running the club. He's doing player deals. It's kind of like the shaman that's over at the Texans. Um, now, he's going to be gone in 2021. Guess who gets to appoint the next person to run the club? The Glazers? Ed Woodward, oh, essentially. he gets to pick his replacement? Yeah. yeah. How oh, about that? Well, that's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Nice job. That's what I'm going to do when I leave here. (laughs) Family member. Put a family member in there. (laughs) Little nepotism can go a long way. But, you know, the protest, it's very sad when you know the history. I've been to the stadium. Uh, These owners have not reinvested in the club. Their kids are just constantly taking money out of this thing. Um, And the figures are unbelievable. There's a lot of numbers and things that are going around. But, you know, when you go to that stadium and you realize the guts of it, haven't been upgraded. Uh, the, the, even the internet isn't even good in this, these hollowed grounds where so many amazing things happened in the game of soccer with amazing players. Uh, it, it is pretty stunning. They haven't paid down their debt. Um, you know, from the competitive side, they haven't done enough. It sounds uh, like the U.S. government. Things are, yeah, it does. It sounds, <laughs> uh, things are rotting from the inside, absolutely. So it's a lot of pent-up frustration from fans. Um, and... Uh, you know, you you really have to understand your base. You have to communicate, and they fail uh, with a big F in this category. What do you think ends up happening long term? Like, what's the uh, what? How do you think this thing ends? Um, you know, I think they want the Glazers, and Arsenal wants Cronky, and all these American owners out, and 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 the American owners aren't the only greedy ones. They're all greedy. Um, 
I don't think any of them are going to sell. I well, think that, you're living in a dream world that these guys are going to sell their teams. They're that, not going to. There's too much money being made. The only reason they would sell is if, if it was a way that they could they could make more than they invested. Like if they feel like they're getting a good deal now, and it doesn't seem like that would be the case. So why? Yeah, and and I think you know you you have to really be careful now because I think more stuff uh, will continue to happen at Manchester United. There are some groups that. Yeah, you know, a group or two, maybe maybe one group that apparently has some anarchistic uh, kind of, you know, just we want to create havoc and just do things that are non-soccer related, which is kind of sad. Um, but I do have Tom Clare, who's an author who grew up in Manchester and has been there through it all. He's going to come on the show. Awesome. Uh, before we uh, we let you get ready for your show, uh, about the Dynamo a little bit, got a... Uh, a draw this weekend is that a good result? What do you what do you think of the direction they they're going so far early in the season? You know what? If you look really do a deep dive, if you don't do a deep dive in the context of the last seven to eight years where they've made the playoffs once, if hmm. you do a deep dive into this new coach, you'll see that he's got more players that are uh, helping him execute a, a style of play, a pressing play, a model of play. Uh, you can see that. You can see they're more competitive. Um, LAFC is supposed to be a team that's supposed to win the MLS Cup. I thought they were rather ordinary on this day, and that's partially credit to the Dynamo. You can see things are growing. It's three games into the season. Biggest asset the Houston Dynamo have right now is their coach, Tab Ramos. All right, so uh, tell us a little bit about what you have on the show uh, besides your uh, Manchester guy. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to give some love to the Rice University Owls, whose women's team is in the uh, Final 16. I have their coach, Brian Lee. I have Tom Clare, the author on. Duane De Rosario, who is top three uh, best players in the history of Major League Soccer. He's got a book out. He's coming on the show. Uh, Tab Ramos, the head coach as well. Uh, Canadian Duane De Rosario. All right, and absolutely. you will hear the Dynamo this weekend on our air. How about that? That's How about right. that? All right, yeah, we're, we got the call. Have a great show, and uh, appreciate you, man. All right, Thank guys, you guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. We are done for the week, but there, you know, make sure you tune in. Pete Cray tomorrow, and uh, Moneyline Thursday. Freddie D on Friday. Aaron will be here. He's the star. That's all you need. Uh, we will be back on Monday, maybe. Till then, stay sportsy, bitches. Seven five.